0: Welcome to episode 16, season 2 of Fountain Cast, a bi-weekly podcast brought to you by your Fountain Hills Chamber of Commerce, striving to be your one-stop fountain of information for your business community. I'm host Karen Anderson.
1: And I'm co-host Hannah Toth. Be sure to stay tuned after this episode as well to hear about our upcoming chamber events. In today's episode, we're here with Debbie Elder with Culinary Curator, and we have a very special episode for you today. where she's going to be showing us uh, an example of a recipe that you can make with kids over the summer and talk about just
2: that importance of teaching your kids to cook. Fabulous, thank you Karen and Hannah for having me today. Um, We are coming into the summer months in just another week and you're gonna have all of your kiddos at home or in summer camps, but there'll be a lot of downtime. So I have a couple of ideas for you to entertain and help your children to learn to cook. This is a very fun project. It's called focaccia bread art. And what we're doing is that we've made some focaccia bread. This very simple recipe includes just a few basic ingredients, flour, yeast, and water, and a little bit of sugar. That's to get the yeast activated. You allow it to rise for a couple of hours, and then you can buy these little tiny cute little uh, Trays off of Amazon, which comes to my house almost every day. We love Amazon. <laughs> yes. So it's raised, it's ready to go. You want to poke some holes. Well, I know was a little big one. Poke some light holes in it with your thumb, and that will soak up the olive oil we're going to end up putting in here. The next step is to take some olive oil and brush it on the top just a little bit, doesn't need a lot. The pan has also been oiled, just so you know. This also will brown it up and make it look nice and crispy. The next step is to design an art piece. And you can use lots of different things for this. Today, I'm going to use a few onions. They might be a little bit long, so I've got my knife here, we'll cut them off. I wanna do a like a little tree is what my thought is on this. And your children will love doing this because. It is just so fun to be creative and i have some peppers you can use any color of pepper you can use red green yellow orange you know the stores have all of those gorgeous peppers this time of year and then i just like to make some design in with it and again you can be as creative as you want i do these uh, events these little parties for birthday parties for children where we make this bread art. And so if you're ever interested in something like that, I would come to your home. You can invite your little friends, your children's little friends, and uh, <laughs> and then you would be, we'll do something similar. I should have this the other way, but I can't really do this upside down. Um, you can add anything you want. I'm gonna add some tomatoes because I love tomatoes. So they kind of look like little flowers in the garden. Down here some children won't necessarily like this uh, tomato maybe they will you can also add um, some herbs which this is a Greek herbs out of a jar but you can use Italian just to give it a little extra flavor then also capers I don't have any of those today but they are a fun thing to add children sometimes don't like that but parents do We've got some olives we want to throw in. These are black olives. You could use green olives, really whatever you desire. And this is so much
0: better than having them decorate cookies or a cake. Yes, good point. They're not all picked up on sugar after. Right.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Then you can have any kind of herb that you desire. These are uh, oregano leaves. I'm just going to scatter a few here and there. Um, you can design it if you want and take more time to do this Um, I can tell you from experience that children love this project because they can use their creativity in designing something and when it's finished they get to eat it and it's very tasty (laughs) so
1: how fun. And yes. Kids love art, and like you said, Karen, this is such a healthy alternative to some of the other ways that we think yes, <laughs> uh, to, to involve kids always, in the kitchen.
0: Yeah, you don't always want a house full of kids who have eaten 12 cupcakes or right. six cookies that they <laughs> decorated or um, unless you get to send them home immediately.
2: And the other thing you can do if you have a party, everybody gets their little tray of bread art, and they can take it home after they've had a bite of it. And so now i'm going to sprinkle some parmesan cheese on it just to give it some extra flavoring all of these toppings are at your discretion whatever you would like then this pops in the oven for about 20 to 25 minutes
1: so lovely
2: is there anything (laughs) they should avoid
0: putting on there it can really just you can put
2: whatever you like but some of the things that i like oh onions red onions in particular sliced thinly some mini bell peppers instead of these bigger peppers mm-hmm. they, they make cute flowers as well chives green onions parsley we added that some basil capers we talked about that's that's the basics that i use but if you want broccoli on it feel free to put it on <laughs> <laughs> excuse me while i pop this in the oven all right now we're going to um, put this on a 20 minute timer so that uh, we don't overburn it and we can take a peek at it in about 20 minutes. Okay. So, with that, I'm going to move this out of the road and then we'll get back to your questions. Awesome. Is that all right?
1: Yes, absolutely. absolutely.
2: All right, and you can find a focaccia, uh, focaccia bread recipe online but it's pretty simple
1: that's fantastic and thank you so much for showing us yes Um, you're welcome we did do this episode a little bit backwards so now i'd like to learn a little bit more about you what got
2: you into the culinary arts and how you've started your business thank you well i have loved cooking since i was 10 years old when my mother and my grandmother, who both um, lived in um, the rural part of northeast Kansas, that's where I grew up, in the country, and uh, they loved to cook. They were well known in the county as some of the best cooks in the county. So I uh, loved to be inside and not outside with animals <laughs> because I was allergic to them. So I started cooking at 10, and I've just loved it ever since. In my later years, when in my younger years, like you ladies, I was able to work in a profession where I was traveling a lot in dining in beautiful restaurants, and I learned a lot more about food during that time, and that just accelerated my interest in it. Right. So I worked in the field of the culinary arts um, uh, about half of my life now, and about five years ago, I decided that uh, I would like to become a personal chef and offer my services to others. So as a personal chef, I come to your home for special occasions. It could be a special dinner party because you're celebrating a birthday, an anniversary, a, a graduation, I have several of those coming up this weekend. Or it could be a celebration that's on the sad side where you might be having a celebration of life event and you need some food for that and uh, so i do those kinds of things and then about um, five, uh, about a few months ago in early january i applied for my catering license and i moved into an official catering kitchen here in fountain hills so now i have full service abilities to do not just smaller parties but large ones as well
1: that's fantastic and
2: we're so excited i know
1: i've had the honor of eating some of your dishes and you are so
2: very talented, so Fountain Hills is lucky to have you as a culinary thank curator. Thank you, thank you. I, yeah. um, I've also been in the event planning business, much like what you do, Hannah, yes. for a good portion of my life. And uh, so I know all about what you need to do for entertaining, for decorating, for uh, entertainment, if you need that kind of thing, so I have abilities to handle all of those aspects. And just so you know, I do, I'm a little bit different than other chefs. I make everything by scratch i don't have any shortcuts i don't buy frozen chicken and you know that it's that's not that high quality all my meats come from high quality vendors i even have a relationship with this fabulous rancher up in wickenburg oh wonderful and i get all my beef from him it's called capital farms if anybody is interested in knowing about them And uh, they're a big supporter of Fountain Hills. They've been at our uh, farmers market this past year. Yes, I remember the races. Yes, yes. (laughs) So, and then my fish comes from high-quality fishmongers and the other uh, meat products as well. And we're lucky too to have uh, the little meat shop in town, Box Meat.
1: Yes, yes, of course. All of those places
2: are good choices.
1: Wonderful, and thank you for delving into how you get your ingredients too. I mean, that's so important to people to know where their food is coming from. So, thank you. Yes, Um, you dove into it a little bit, but are there any other services that you want to make sure you highlight
2: that you offer? Well, I started a a grab-and-go trial run with our local um, little grocery Good Living Greens here at the beginning of April And that was going pretty well, but now that summer has occurred and so many of our residents have left town, I'm probably going to be holding off on that until the fall. Okay. And I'm thinking we're going to revamp it and call it gourmet to go because that's really what my food is. Oh, I love that. And it isn't necessarily grab-and-go in that you can eat it right now. You might have to take it home and reheat it, more than likely. I know she has grab-and-go from other vendors in town, and those are pretty ready to eat, but my things are they need to be reheated for the most part. And they were fabulous
0: like that. Oh, thank I really you. enjoyed thank that. You. And I also like knowing that nothing mm-hmm. is boxed or pre-prepared because I try and stay away from that. So I think that's a that's a really solid point and people would want to know that.
2: Well, and I made a, recently I made a Italian sausage. It was all beef. I don't know if you happened to get that that particular that week, more, but, but I got that from my meat vendor and I, spent a lot of time asking him what all the ingredients were in the sausage and the original recipe he had had some things in it that i didn't endorse and so we worked together and he found another spice blend that he was able to put into it and then um i bought that and that was one of my last ones because that way all of the ingredients were up to my standards yeah so it's, it's Debbie Elder's custom beef sausage. <laughs> That's
0: fantastic. I'm sorry I missed it. I hope you bring that back in the fall. Thank you.
2: So what, what brought you to Fountain Hills? Oh, well, my husband and I have lived here since 1999 in the valley. And his family lives in this area. They live in North Scottsdale. Um, the other one lived a little closer, but she's now moved to the, another part of the world so but anyway we moved here to be close to his family and we've been in fountain hills for going on six and a half years yeah. and i don't anticipate us leaving here i just yeah. love living in fountain hills yeah. i think we right? all
1: yeah.
2: second that i second that
1: and you're also very involved here in town speaking of how much you love fountain hills do you want to share a little bit about um groups that you're a part of and
2: ways that you're being a leader here in the, our community? Well, I am very active in many organizations, Hannah, I am. Um, friends in the Hills is one of my favorite groups that I've been involved in since I moved here. What a great group that is. They immediately embrace you as a member and get you involved and suddenly you have a couple hundred new friends that you didn't <laughs> even know lived here. It's really a great group. So. I attend some of those events. I'm not as active with them as I was at one time. I'm just honestly too busy. And then, excuse me, I also am a member of the DZ chapter here in Fountain Hills, which is a very up and coming, growing chapter. Uh, that organization is a philanthropy group that provides scholarships to women. And we raise quite a bit of money for that. Last year, we had a big event, a big charity event, a fashion show, and we're planning one again for the spring of 2024, 23. Awesome. What year is this? 20, 23. We're in 24. 24. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, the next How one. <laughs> and then I'm also um, involved in a women's group that is a conservative women's group here in town as well.
1: Right. And I also was in last year's Leadership Academy class and had the honor of coming to your day at the Community Garden. That oh. was so much fun. So yeah. I know that you're um, also plugged into other groups as well. Uh, Debbie tends to be humble, but she
2: is a mover and shaker here in the Pounds Mills, so. <laughs> Thank you, <Hannah. laughs> yes i do teach luckily the the garden when it comes back open very soon um and they will start their cooking classes in the fall i'm on the slate to do some more of those i do a couple times a year some cooking classes and those are almost free to attend they're free to members of the community garden and they are um, only five dollars i think for anybody else that might want to come do you offer
0: cooking classes
2: privately or I do any
0: other menu?
2: I do. In fact, uh, last summer, because business slows down quite a bit around here, I did a series of cooking classes for, it, it turned out to be mostly women, and it was more of a lunch event. They would come and learn, and then we would all sit down and enjoy a nice lunch, and the focus this year, past year, was on salads, all kinds of different salads. And I will be repeating those sorts of things for the summer months of June, July, and August.
0: Well, things like that are so nice. You don't have to heat up your kitchen with your oven or stand out in the heat to grill. Yes, and we made some fun
2: things. Excuse me. We we made um, one of the items we made was a jarred salad, where you layer different ingredients in a jar with dressing on the. You know, in it as well, and then you shake it up when you're ready to eat it. Oh, how fun! Perfect for lunch for working nice. ladies and gentlemen. Um, so, yes, we'll be doing some of, the, some of that kind of thing as well. Nice. And lastly, I do also have an affiliation with a luxury wine company called the Boisse Collection. I know many people in Fountain Hills are familiar with that company. We are a company owned by a very innovative Frenchman named Jean Charles Boisse. And he owns about 34 properties in both France and the US. And all of those are places you can visit. And the wines are uh, from historical estate wineries. And we are a part of his direct to consumer brand, which means that anyone here in town or anywhere across the country, as long as your state is licensed for shipping, can receive these products. And I hold the position of senior director with the Boise collection.
1: Fantastic, yes, I am familiar with the Boise company and the wine is delicious. So I'm glad that you gave them a shout out as well. Um, Going back to why we're here today and making the wonderful pukasha bread, why do you believe it's important to have parents teach their kids how to cook? So that they don't come home and have their mom do it until they're 30.
2: That, too. Besides that. Well, eating is part of what you have to do every day. And you can choose to go to a fast food restaurant and eat unhealthy things. Sometimes it's very hard to find healthy, good food. And my standards are pretty high, so I am pretty particular about what I eat. Uh, so I think learning to cook is just a skill everybody needs you it's, you need it for survival if nothing else and And it's not that difficult What it does need is practice yes. because if you Don't practice then you get discouraged when something goes wrong and you sort of give up um, The one key I could say is when you're trying to try a new recipe read that recipe from start to finish a couple of times. Set out all your ingredients just like I did today Mm -hmm. so that you have everything chopped and diced and prepared and then you can double check, oh, I forgot something, you can add it. And then you probably will be very successful if you do it. Many times people forget something and that's what fails them or they aren't watching the temperature or how long they've left something cook.
0: You know what I found, my daughters, would always sit in the kitchen and help me bake, because mm-hmm. I, I love to bake. And so one time they asked if they could bake all by themselves. Of course, I, I knew this was probably going to go poorly, because I knew, just like you said, breathe the whole thing first. They did not. So they just started <laughs> putting ingredients in a bowl, Uh-oh. top to bottom.
2: Uh-oh. And then wondered why
0: their cookie dough, <laughs> they couldn't mix it.
2: Um, yes there's That's steps so
0: important and that was something that I forgot to mention to yes, them as yes, children yes and it didn't occur to me that they're just going to write so Follow the read rule. the whole thing first was a big one big one for my girls they were like uh, that
2: aha moment that because there's steps it's not necessarily yes. especially for baking
0: well and if you're if you're not familiar with reading a recipe the ingredients are always first, it lists out everything. Then it tells you what to do with them after the fact. So, you know, yes. being, you know, seven and 10 years old, right? they just started at the top and were working their way down and yep. realized that's not how <laughs> recipes read.
2: The other key to a, re- a good recipe, and a lot of times they're not necessarily written properly, is that your ingredients should be listed in the order that they are used. Mm-hmm. Yes. And many times when you come across recipes on blogs, no offense, bloggers, or um, in a magazine. Except they're better in magazines because they have an official test kitchen that does a lot of work for that. But they won't be in order. So when mm-hmm. I take a recipe, I strive to make it in that order so you know what to use first. Right. And, and if you have to have a second ingredient uh, of the same thing, let's say you're using sugar twice, you list it up at the top, you know where it belongs, and then later on, maybe it's a sprinkle at the end, as an example.
1: Absolutely, and it's so much more helpful when recipes are nice and clear. You know, I have had my moments where you're, <laughs> you come home and you're a little stressed, so you're not really paying as much attention as you should be to what you're doing. I've, Fully recognize it's user <laughs> error here but every once in a while perhaps maybe a lemon bar or two got crust in the filling and filling oh the crust sure it uh, <laughs> just makes it better yes <laughs> it's the experience and the stories and you know once they did come out because they were really good so it's okay <laughs> i remember learning that preheating the oven
0: is important yes don't put it in turn it on and set the timer it just Good point. It turned out that way. Preheating the oven was another um, one of those things that it's really, and that's probably why most recipes have that at the top.
2: Yeah, that's the the first step, preheat the oven. And today, that's what I did before you ladies arrived. This oven is set on 450 for that bread, which is pretty high, but it cooks fairly quickly.
1: Perfect. Yeah. So our
2: timing looks like another maybe five minutes or so before that will be ready.
1: Oh, well, that's all right. I do have one thing that I know plenty of us here in Fountain Hills do is take a look at your Facebook and view the beautiful (laughs) dishes that you create and desserts. And I just, I know that when I open Facebook and I see a photo from Debbie Elder, it's going to be a good day. (laughs) Uh, you always have the most gorgeous dishes on there and it's been so much fun so what are some of your favorite recipes to create
2: well i do uh, currently have a lot of business in the dinner party arena where people are doing celebrations with their families or their friends so a few of my favorites uh, that are, are popular are a bacon wrapped shrimp and i use mexican shrimp that i get from the meat box and it has an apricot chili glaze around it. That's a popular appetizer. I bet, that sounds wonderful. (laughs) A lot of people will select a beef tenderloin for their main meal. Um, Other times they'll they'll maybe have uh, a big, nice, beautiful filet of salmon. And one of the recipes I made in the past months during the season that was popular was a, a pork belly that was big and flat and then you roll it up and inside is some stuffing that has mm. cherry morello jam in it oh. and cherry morellos oh. and it was pretty popular. That sounds amazing. It's a wintery dish so <laughs> not something for right now but and then desserts wise people love cupcakes. They you know who doesn't love a cupcake? Right. Um, oh with my other very popular dessert is a four layer lemon cheesecake. So the bottom wow. of the cheesecake is your graham cracker crust. And then you have your, sa- uh, your uh, cream cheese filling. And then on top of that is a third layer of sour cream filling. And then on top of that is a lemon, homemade lemon curd. Ooh, nice. It takes all day to make it.
0: Very summery. Yeah. Wow. Mm, it's delicious. Does sound lovely.
2: And then another popular one uh, that I created recently that's fun for a, especially for a fiesta meal, is a margarita tart. Ooh, oh. So I use a long tart pan, not a round one, a rectangle longer. And inside, the crust is made out of sugar and ground up pretzels. So it has a pretzel crust, like not a ground up crust. Yeah. And then the filling is cream cheese and eggs and things like that. And then on, on the top is um, I make whipped cream and I make little whipped cream flowers Oh and decorate there. it with lime and more pretzels.
0: Wow, I would never rich. have thought of a pretzel crust. That it's very awesome. good. And very margarita-ish because of the no.
2: salt. Well, it does have some triple sec and some tequila in it also. In the filling hence you need the salt from the pretzels yes right. yes
1: <laughs> that sounds delicious and perfect for summer it too. is that's a great recipe for it this is. time of year <laughs> exactly yes exactly.
2: <laughs> so, um i have some other ideas if i may absolutely. about children and what yes. you can do with them this summer besides oh, making my precaccio bread art perfect so One thing that I think children love is dips. They love to dip things, especially the the littler ones. Yes. And so a salsa, making a salsa, and not necessarily making it spicy, but putting bell peppers in it instead of maybe too much chili pepper, and tomatoes and that kind of thing. You can also doctor it up with avocado, which is delicious, and corn was be another one, you know, we're coming into corn season here in just about two weeks. I believe the corn market starts the first weekend of June. It does. And speaking of
1: starting, looks like our tire's coming off. Okay, <laughs> excuse me one second. No no problem. Let me take a peek. It might
2: still need a little bit longer. And we'll go ahead it's and show it, it off. It does need another, I'd say four or five minutes. righty. We'll um, time it again because that was only 20 and it says 20 to 25. I just want to make sure it wasn't overcooking. So corn, something with corn, you know, corn is uh, delicious when it's very fresh. Um, do you know those little filo shells that you can buy frozen in the oh, grocery yes, store? Yes. Okay, so this is another fun little dish for little children is make some taco filling and then fill those little filo cups up with taco filling a little bit of cheese on top and that is the perfect size for a snack how fun yeah Yeah. i don't have examples of all of this to show you but you get the picture um some watermelon is going to be coming into season two very soon which is a delicious thing for summer so a watermelon salad where you chop up the watermelon in chunks drizzle it with some balsamic some aged balsamic the thick brown black balsamic mm-hmm. or there's also a white balsamic and you can buy a white balsamic glaze or a brown balsamic glaze at your grocery store I don't know if you've ever seen it it is a super good ingredient to have on hand you can drizzle that over your salads and not really have to make a whole vinaigrette just use that mm-hmm. and some olive oil That's awesome.
1: Oh. Now, what is there a flavor difference between the white and the brown balsamic? There are. Can you describe that?
2: The dark is very heavy compared to the white. The white is more sweet. Okay. okay. And the dark is tart and a, a little bit more vinegary, I would say. Okay. Also. Okay. All right. And then also you could squeeze lime or lime zest, have them, have them do some zesting. Uh, you know, these are microplanes have you seen these do you have one I uh-huh. do my zester does not look like that well this is called a microplane and it is the perfect tool to zest citrus everybody should have one of these to this was invented by a woman years ago who went out into her husband's garage he was a carpenter handyman kind of guy I guess or construction man I'm not sure what his real p- prof- profession was. But she found something that looked like this mm-hmm. and used it to grate her cheese and her zest of different citrus. And so then they created this as a kitchen tool. And it's called a microplane.
1: I, I never knew the name of it, but I've had the one hanging up for really? four or five years. Someone gave it to me and it is super helpful for the hard cheeses like the Yes, had,
2: and then also for zesting. It's it also works helpful. well with garlic. I don't Garlic oh, is, you know, a difficult little piece of thing that you need, yeah. but it's hard to deal with sometimes. Um, so think about that. Or uh, this is a good, good favorite. Take some watermelon and some strawberries, a little bit of sugar or honey, some ice cubes, and make a watermelon strawberry slush. Ooh, yeah. that sounds delicious. Like a and you can just get snow cone. Snow cone. <laughs> those wrappers that look like snow cones. Oh yeah. They would oh love my gosh, that. How fun. Um, fun. Another thing that children love to do is to, you know, how these big party spreads are so popular today with all these cheeses and meats and that kind of thing. Char- charcuterie boards is what many people call them, but it's only charcuterie if it's meat. That's what charcuterie oh, means. Interesting. But that's what they're called. But I call them party flowers. So take a, uh, a stick, you know, one of those bamboo sticks, like one of these. They have smaller ones as well for children. They're perfect. They're about half the size. And then thread some cubes of cheese, some fruit like grapes, strawberries, and, oh, that was quick. And salami. And have them, them, or prosciutto, have them create their own little kebabs. And they can stay in the refrigerator for a few days, and then they have some good snacks. Excuse me. Let's check on the bread again. I'm still going to give another couple of minutes. And then we have pizza. Ooh. Doesn't no, does like pizza? OK, Absolutely. I'm going to give you a special tip. The, the hardest part of a pizza is the crust, right? Do we agree? Yes. yes. So here is my secret to getting the best crust go to your grocery store deli and ask to buy a bag of pizza dough that they have behind the counter oh and it's what they use to make their pizzas interesting and then the other trick is find one of those pans that has the holes in the bottom ah. of it and keep make sure that your oven is super hot okay? okay because that it needs high heat to really cook well and pizza you can Create whatever toppings you want, <laughs> and that that also that holy uh, content, that holy pizza pan will keep your dough from not cook from cooking. It will help your dough cook, I should say. You know how sometimes in the middle it's still a little not cooked. Oh, oh I see. It's that hot air coming up from the oven yeah. that will help it cook. That's so awesome. that's that's really nice. Or another idea is some uh, chex mix, some cereal mix. That's a fun thing too, and you can buy some of those cute little orange cheesy gold uh, goldfish to put in it. <laughs> <Yeah>. Yes. <laughs> and pretzels and chex mix. And those recipes are on the back of those cereal boxes. Yeah, they're great. And homemade granola is another fun thing to make. Oh um,
0: yes, I have not open. done it, but I've seen so many good recipes out there that yes. I have, I've saved for you know
2: the later future. On. Yes. yes. <laughs> And I think the um, last thing, uh, my little tip for summer cooking ideas or assembling in some cases is making popsicles or frozen treats. And you can use those little tiny Dixie cups as your container, get some popsicle sticks, put a filling in it of some sort of flavored yogurt and berries. And a little sugar and a little water. You use like two tablespoons of sugar to a fourth a cup of water and mix all of that together and then freeze it. And then you have a frozen treat.
1: Oh, how great! Well, thank you so much for all of these, I mean, awesome suggestions for things to make with the kids over the summer. I love the idea of getting kids in kitchens. Um, As Karen said first, so that they're not (laughs) asking us our whole lives, but also... So that they learn on their own and that they're making that healthier choice for their meals. That's wonderful. So thank you so much. You're welcome.
2: Let's see what the bread's doing. And yes. Maybe it's time to bring it out. Okay, so this is the final piece of bread and now we're going to take it out of here and cut it goes
1: right
0: along with all the rest of the art we have all over Fountain Hills, only this one you get to eat.
1: (laughs) We're very excited about that. It does, it looks like a kid's artwork.
2: Yes. It's so fun. And it's almost like a pizza in a way.
0: Yes, yeah, but without Uh, too much sauce or
2: anything on it.
1: Right. Sometimes kids get a little picky or finicky. And while we are enjoying this, would you like to share with everyone how they can get in contact with you, book you for a class? Sure. Thank you. Take advantage of your wonderful
2: business. (laughs) Yes. So I have a website. It's my full name, DebbieJElder.com. The company uh, name, excuse me, is, as she said, Culinary Curator. And that means I curate things besides food. And that's wine beverages, decorations, entertainment, that kind of thing, for your events. And I have a website there. If you're interested in some sort of a special class or a catering operation of any kind, um, those are all done by custom pricing. So just reach out to me. My phone number is 480-236-2118. Wonderful.
0: standing, And this is fabulous. Is it good? It is. Yes. It's great. Thank Absolutely. you so much. Fabulous
2: this thank will wrap you.
0: up this episode of fountain cast thank you debbie you're so welcome. much not just for doing this episode but bringing thank us into your home and feeding us and showing us some things to do with our kids We really enjoy it uh, you're welcome so that wraps up what's
1: that, what was that? Up.
0: Thank you. <laughs> it was it. fun yes, thank you so much
1: it. and thank you a very special episode of Fountain Cast, and thank you for joining us again. Don't forget to share Fountain Cast with friends, neighbors, clients, anyone in your network, and please like, rate, and review Fountain Cast wherever you listen to your podcast. chamber events if you were unable to join us for tonight's chamber masquerade gala be sure to keep an eye on our social media for announcements of all of our wonderful winners and also we have our june 15th fh connect breakfast coming up for our state of the chamber address but we're also going to have special guest speaker attorney general chris mays to give an update on fountain hill specific items for her office Head to the Chamber website for more details on all of our upcoming events, or to request to do your own podcast, Uniquely Fountain Hills episode, additions to the newsletter, and so much more. Thank you, Fountain Hills, for continuing to be the best and most delicious community.